welcome to the Anika Apple Podcast. I'm excited to be with you today. Thank you for joining for the November monthly guidance. I hope November's been off to a great start for you and that you are um, looking forward to hearing the the different themes that have come up for this month um, to understand how it will continue to impact you through the month of November and also what we are looking down the pike at December. Before I get started, I want to make sure that you've taken a moment to subscribe and um, that you are checking out all of the different things that are evolving in the suite of what we have to offer through Remarkably Me and Anika Apple. Um, I've shared in past episodes about the Healing Crusade. Now is a great time to join the Healing Crusade as, as we focus throughout the rest of this month on preparing people to navigate through the holiday season. Um, this typically is a time where there are lots of different things that come up for us emotionally, mentally, a lot of physical exhaustion that we experience as we go through the holidays and it can be a time where there's a lot of heightened sensitivity around spirituality, around um, religion and co religious conflicts. So there are a lot of different things that may come up for you at this time um, that it would be beneficial to have support um, around you. And the Healing Crusade offers a great place for that, a great community of people and um, an opportunity to do some of the work and to start to peek in and look at what you may want to create as, as a focus for you as you go into the new year. Um, and so we'd love to help you have some momentum going through the holiday season and going into the new year around your healing journey. That said, I'm excited to get into the themes tonight. You may remember a few months ago, we talked about um, just the significance of the events that are happening in the world, um, what that means in terms of um, the amount of conflict that is happening. And one thing I can say for certain is that the amount of conflict is going to increase in the months of November and December. Um, as we saw back in the month of September, we also saw some things happening in October. Um, there are a lot of things that are afoot for November and the second half of the month is for sure going to show um, some of the things that have been brewing behind the scenes. For those that are in the U.S., be prepared to see some political craziness of the likes that you have never seen before. Um, I like the word shenanigans, and I think that's an appropriate word to use. Um, quite a bit of shenanigans happening in November and December. We know that we are continuing in a season of exposure, and so again, continue to look at the way that you have expected things to be in the past and what you are seeing them manifest as now. There is a lot of truth to come out between December and January. And so it's just going to be a very interesting time. For those of you that are not avid journalers, you may want to have a journal to not just capture the events that have happened, but your emotions, your feelings. This is a great time when there's so many different things that are happening for you to capture the way that you're thinking and the way that you respond to things. There's really great insight for you in how you're responding to the way that things are happening, particularly when it comes to politics and government. It is going to be very telling for you. And in many cases, you may be very surprised at the way that you respond to things, at how you feel about them, and journaling can give you a great opportunity to see yourself and 
identify patterns and your responses to things that may help you in understanding why you feel the way you do. For example, if you are someone that gets really wound up through all of the things that are happening in the world and you watch the news quite a bit, you might find that you are physically and mentally exhausted in a way that you've never experienced in your life. And perhaps part of that is coming from what you are digesting that's coming in through the news feed and social media. So those are some things to just think about and have as you consider the way that you want to approach the balance of November and really the end of this year. So I'm going to go into the first theme um, that we have. Um, and interestingly, the theme is water, don't wander. Water, don't wander. So at first thought I was like, okay, so I get water, but why wander? Like those words don't necessarily connect for me. Um, I don't think about water and wondering, wandering um, the same. And so <clears throat> this theme is about you making a decision to stay the course on the things that you have identified are your work to do in this season. So this is about you locking in, staying the course, water the things that you have planted. So what are the things that you are starting to build? What are the places that you have been sowing seed? What is What are the things that you are most interested in seeing grow? Those are the things that you are watering. We water things with intentions. We water with our words as we're speaking over things, as we're speaking belief into things. We water with our resources. So what are the things that you are watering in your life? What are you expecting to grow? And don't wander, meaning don't leave it. Don't walk away and leave it unprotected. Don't walk away and leave it without a plan to ensure that it has the nutrients it needs to grow. For example, you've, you may have seen these little things that are um, watering devices that you can put in a plant. So perhaps it's shaped like a butterfly or a bird. You fill it up, it has a tube attached to it, you stick it in the plant. And then if you have to travel, you're ensuring that the plant still gets what it needs, right? It may not have the benefit of having your energy around it, but you have provided the core nutrients that it needs. When we are focused on getting something to grow, we give it attention, we make sure that it has light, we make sure that the soil has the right nutrients, we do all of the right things. Over time, when things seem like they're stagnating, or perhaps they may seem like the, the, the seeds that you planted have not sprouted yet, and there seems to be a lot of activity happening elsewhere, we have a propensity to wander to go see what's happening in these other places. Your task is to stay the course and water what you have planted. Don't put the plant on autopilot in this season. You need to be there because what is going to happen if you continue to water it is that there will be multiple sprouts coming from every seed that you plant. This is a season where we can grow and harvest much more than what we have sown 
if we stay focused. So don't allow yourself to be caught up wandering as you see activity happening elsewhere. If you see that there are things that are sprouting up in your neighbor's garden or your, or your neighbor's farmland, be grateful for that. Wish them the best as they have their harvest, but keep your eyes on your own field. Focus on what you are responsible for nurturing and bringing to life. Water, don't wander. In the same way, as you look at your life, as you look at the things that you have been focused on developing, the skills that you have been going after, perhaps you've been feeling um, called to take courses or to learn some things about areas that are um, adjacencies to what you do today. You're not sure why you keep on getting the encouragement to do that, but you do it. Water, don't wander. Make sure that you are continuing to stay the course. Finish the classes, finish the course. Seek the other people who are experts in this space and ask them for insight. What are two or three things that they did that opened up everything for them, that helped them to understand it and put the things that they were learning to use? You have resources. They are right by your side. Utilize them. If you're in school of any kind, taking courses of any kind, you are right on track because you are supposed to be learning in this season. That's how you're watering your mind. That's how you're watering, you're preparing the ground for seeds that you're going to plant in the beginning of the new year. So that said, it's important for you to remember that this is a time for you to be investing in yourself. Water, don't wander. The last area of focus in this theme is to make sure that you are, are practicing self-care first. What does it look like to provide water for yourself? Provide water. Make sure that you have all of the things that are necessary for you to grow. And in this case, I'm talking about physically. So do you have, are you giving yourself the right nutrients, the right food, enough water, enough rest? Are you doing the things to take care of yourself? And I don't mean just needs. Where you have the ability to solve some of the wants, do that as well. This is a time where practicing good self-care really matters. Don't wander. Don't allow yourself to be focused on the caretaking of other individuals before taking care of yourself. What I can tell you is that we will finish this year with people at record levels of exhaustion and overwhelm. Record. Don't allow yourself to be part of that number because you didn't pace yourself or practice good self-care. A lot of people start exercise regimens in the beginning of the year. It's January, new year, new you, all of that stuff. And in there, there has absolutely been a very clear message coming over the past several months that we are to take good physical care of ourselves. If that has not been something that you have been prioritizing, then bring it back into focus. Now that is part of, of watering and not wandering. 
So this whole theme is about staying focused on what is most important. If you have created a vision for yourself of what your life is supposed to look like, then you should be looking at that on a daily basis. What things are not in alignment and have you wandered? Answer that question for yourself and you will find that you very quickly can get back on track to deliver what it is that you have committed to. The next theme is you can't save them all. And I pause because this is tough. There's, there are multiple levels and layers to this theme. We often think that we are responsible once we have information and insight to make sure other people not only hear that information, but they do something about it. That dynamic is not accurate. We are responsible for sharing the information, the knowledge that we have, the wisdom in the way that is in alignment with our higher power, the creator. And people are responsible for what they do with that information or, or don't. In the Christian faith, we talk about taking account, like standing and taking account for your choices. I'm responsible for Anika Apple and whatever I do or don't do. That conversation, I believe that conversation is between God and me. And in, in the same way, the responsibility that I have is what God speaks to me to make sure that I deliver that to you deliver it in the way that God says, with the wording that God gives me, with the intensity that God says, with the frequency that God says. That's my responsibility. And we all have a version of that in our lives, the things that we are accountable or responsible for sharing. You are then responsible for what you do with the information. And the range of what the action could be like depends should depend on what the relationship with God says. But sometimes we are wound up in wanting to create change for people, create the environment for change, share the case for change. Why does it need to change? Provide the tools, the resources, the information. That's what we're responsible for. But gone are the days where we choose for other people. We cannot do that. There are um, so many examples of how people have leaned on others really for their salvation, really for them to provide for them. And I don't mean in, in a, a family situation where we're talking about parent and child. I'm saying in the world that people want other people to be responsible for them. When things go right, they want the accolades for themselves. When things go wrong, it's your fault. This is one of the things that God is reconciling. It is very much in the heart of man to operate in that way. And that will not be the way that we operate in the future. We have already have a significant shift. You may or may not have felt it, but when we came through the tunnel, it was the beginning of 
each person having to stand account now for the choices and decisions they make. That said, you can't save them all also alludes to the fact that the decisions that were made about where people are leaning, whether or not they have chosen the light, they've chosen God's way, you remember God's way or man's way, no right or wrong, but it's God's way versus man's way. People are starting to show what they have chosen, the decisions that they have made. And ultimately, we don't get to change people's minds ourselves. We get to create the opportunities for people to see the light and choose the light. But we can't make them change. There's something really important about making people change. If you look throughout history, there are horrific examples of times when people wanted to make people do things their way. Make people change. Make people operate in a way that was in alignment with what they had decided was right. And in so many of those examples, it's easy to see it from where we sit when we're looking back at history. Clearly, there are examples of that happening in the world now. But when you're looking back, it's easy for us to see these situations and say, but how could that be in alignment with my higher power, with the creator? How is that possible? But if you look into the eyes of those people, if you listen to what they say, they too had a conviction about what they believed was right and what they believed they were doing honored God, honored their creator. In the same way that in those instances, people were operating under the guise of what they said was directives from God. We find ourselves in a moment where people will have the propensity to force people to believe and to align with what they say is what God is saying. That was a whole mouthful. Said simply, God doesn't operate through control. If it's control, it's man. And that doesn't mean that the person may not be truly following an edict that they believe in. And perhaps it's even what God has said to them. But the way that they're doing it is misaligned. God believes in choice. And choice means that people have the opportunity to choose, even if what they're choosing is outside of the will of God and outside of God's alignment. And what God decides to extend to them is absolutely and solely God's decision, not ours. So you can't save them all simply means it's not all up to you. So what do you do? One, accept that people have the right to make choice to make the decisions that they feel are right, even if they are misaligned with you. Two, allow yourself to ask the question of what you might be assuming. We're not always right. 
And so the way to know is always to go back to God and have the conversation with God to understand what our creator, what the divine is saying about whatever the circumstances and situations are. First seek so that you know that you are in alignment. And then you ask if there's something that you are to do to support the individual or the group of people or whomever it may be that you feel needs your support more than just the knowledge and wisdom. You see, we often put ourselves in the place of being a savior for people, and that is not our role. Not unless that is the assignment that God has given you. So be really clear about what God is asking you to do in every situation. That is critical in the time up ahead. Because to not do it in in alignment with God means that you will be distracted and focused on things where there may be a timely assignment for you somewhere else. There are tons of people who are lost, who are feeling disconnect, who feel unseen, who've not experienced and don't know the feeling of being in the light of being connected to the divine. And you have an opportunity to to use your life to provide that light, to provide that connection. That's how you save them, by creating the space for God to connect with them, by sharing your story and your experiences. Put yourself in the right place. Allow yourself your story, your presence, to create the space for the connection. But let God do the saving in God's way. And when God needs you to step in, you will know unequivocally what it is that you are supposed to do. But you cannot make people come to God, nor is that ever what God has asked of us. God is not about command and control, not in the way that man is. Even obedience to God is an opportunity. It's a choice. It's offered to us. There certainly are consequences for not, but there is choice. When you feel it being forceful, it is man. And many of you who are watching this, who are listening, that have church heard and other dynamics that have been difficult to deal with with religion, hear me when I tell you, it's not forceful when it's God. God may be clear and direct, but there's always choice. The last theme for this month is about building. The theme is build, build, build. And what I love about this is it reminds us of, of how much opportunity is available to us. There's something really important around um, creating the plans and the strategies for the things that are going to come. What do I mean by that? Some of you are holding dreams that you've had. There are these moments where you have seen these miraculous things and you're like, 
There's nothing about my life right now that says I am supposed to be the person who does that. And perhaps you're right, but you are to build it anyway. Whatever God has given you to build, build it. Whatever God is telling you to write, write it. Whatever God has told you to design, you get the picture. Whatever those things are, you should be putting pen to paper to begin to sketch out what it takes. What would it look like? What are locations? If you have been feeling the, the pull to research places for real estate, do it now. If you have been um, wanting to create a new business, if there's a book you're supposed to write, perhaps you're supposed to start a podcast, start by starting. It's time for you to begin to write out the plans for those things. It's time for you to begin to dream a bit, to design. Perhaps there's something that you already are doing and there's an expansion into an adjacency like when we were talking about watering and not wandering. Whatever it is that is placed in your heart that you do not have a plan for build it build 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 because in the new year heavily in the first quarter and then the second half of the year there are going to be an unlimited amount of opportunities that are available and they are going to be available to those who already have a plan don't leave this year with a bunch of ideas that you have that you haven't created plans for. Even if something feels totally outlandish, like you keep hearing this thing about buying an island and you're like, why do I need an island? I hope you're gonna build an incredible resort there, but I don't know what it is that God wants you to do with that space. But if that's what you know you were supposed to do, then put a plan together. What does it take to buy an island? What does it take to run an island? What would you do there? What do you see when you sit, sit in stillness and look at what the island might be? Whatever it is, build it, draw it, allow the divine to guide you as you're creating the plans, but you've got to get it down on paper. There are going to be opportunities you could not even imagine, not even in your wildest dream, would you imagine that things happen the way that they do. But for those who are prepared, you will be able to immediately take the opportunity to do, to do and receive whatever is available for you. And what I'm telling you is that other people are building. And so perhaps if the thing, the best possible course forward is the thing that I was to design, but I didn't take the time to design it and you did? Guess where the win is going? Don't miss your opportunities because you didn't have the faith to build. When we were children, we colored all sorts of pictures, we designed things, we did, we allowed ourselves to play for the sake of playing. We weren't creating things like I, I created all these doll clothes, right? For my Barbies when I was young and I was not really great at sewing or anything, but I didn't do it so that I could become a famous fashion designer. It was fun. It was creating something. It was doing something different. It was seeing if I could do something. Where is your love for creating for the sake of creating? Everything that we create has to have this finite end. I'm going to do this and it's going to net me a million dollars and it's going to do that. Like allow it to be creating because 
the creator gave you something. Because in the time that I have seen what God is doing, I watch God take something that looks so finite. You build, you have a vision around it, you think you know exactly what it is, and God morphs it into something you would never have bridged to that. But somehow, the pieces that you have put together, that you have worked on, are exactly perfect for this project that's not even adjacent. It's in a whole nother realm. And you're like, how did what I built over there match to what I'm doing over here? Because God is the master strategist and can show us ways to connect things that we could never imagine. So whatever it is that is on your heart to build, just do it. Because even if what you write down is a skeleton of a plan, even if it's not a full fleshed out strategy, it still can deliver because God is the author. So build and build and build some more. Allow yourself through the, throughout the rest of this month and into December to have quiet time, downtime, you know, the time where you need to step away because everybody's getting crazy in the kitchen over the holidays and you need a little bit of peace and quiet. Go build. Go write. Go back through your journal, see the ideas that you've created. Allow yourself to have some time to build. Because next year, you are going to win. Because you have built. Because you planned for what is to come. You prepared for what is yours. Preparing for all of the things that are to come is one of the most critical things you can do to finish this year. And I'm seeing seven to 10, seven to 12, seven to 12 new ideas, emerging ideas, expanded ideas, seven to 12. So allow yourself, even as you sit, if you need to pause now, I'm almost at the end of the session, but if you need to pause now because things are flowing back to your mind, write them down. And then give yourself some space to just allow the thoughts to come, the what ifs. There's so much richness available to you in this moment. And if you choose to believe, if you decide, if you are just bold and daring enough, you can just change your life. You can change the experience that the generations following you have generational wealth for your family. You can change the experience that people have in the communities that you love. Or perhaps you might create an invention that saves the world. Build, build, build. So these are our themes for the month of November. And I want to impart um, into you that while you can't save everyone because saving everyone is much more complex than that, we do have a role to play. Each of us have been called on to do something. We have been given gifts that help to support humanity. When we work together, we can reach so many. And perhaps as a collective, we could save them all. 
but as one person, you're responsible for creating the momentum and for showing the light that then draws other people forward. There's a difference between living into our purpose and making sure we show up in a way that people get to see the experience of the creator through us and actually making people do things. I want to be really clear. You have an important assignment. We all do. And we also have to leave space for the divine. One of the things um, as I close out that I want to just call your attention to is that there is a significant, um, a continued behavior that we have of perpetuating the things that we did not enjoy experiencing on others in our lives. And there's so many ways that this shows up. A lot of it is, is we, a lot of it happens through our subconscious or we can be totally unconscious of it. So I want to draw your attention to it so that as you go into the season, you're really thoughtful about the things that you did not like to experience and whether or not you are allowing yourself the, the acculturation, the behaviors, the patterns, the traditions to be someone who takes those same things that you did not enjoy experiencing and sets them before other people, creates experiences for others that are similar. There are like so many examples that are rushing to my mind, but I just, I think about um, people who have lacked belonging, I being one, feeling, feeling like I didn't belong, and perhaps you've had that experience too. Be really careful about how you create inclusive experiences for others. Do you create space for people? Do you think about what it feels like to not have an automatic way that you simply connect with others for it to take work for you to trust, perhaps if you become more of a trusting person? I think, I think about um, children who are often forced to spend time or to operate in a certain way around people who they feel disconnected from. Um, sometimes the, the belief that we're supposed to grin and bear it, that we're just supposed to deal with it because it's the holidays, because it's family, because that's just the way the person is. We allow that to become the way that we raise the next generation. And sometimes we do it to ourselves. I didn't like it then, but I still am making myself do it now. And the holidays are a time that this is exacerbated. So pay attention to the things that people are saying to their experience, to how you're feeling and your experience. Just because it's the way that things have been, it doesn't mean it has to continue that way. If it's not in service and supporting you in living a full, happy, and healthy life, then you have to ask yourself, is it the right thing to do to perpetuate this behavior? Now, nobody go tell their family I told them don't show up for the holidays because I didn't say that. <laughs> but listen, if you struggle during this time, 
because of the way that you're treated, then perhaps you still go because you desire to be there. But maybe it looks like honoring your voice differently. Maybe it's pre-wiring to say, hey, I'm coming and these are the conditions that are really important to me. I don't know what your specific situation is, but I do know that this is a message that you need to hear. You don't have to repeat patterns that are unhealthy. You do not have to. You have a choice. I hear so many people talk with exhaustion about going to spend time with their families. And I know family is not always easy. But you have to ask yourself, how much stress and strain is attached to even thinking about what it's going to be like? How much time do we spend worrying about it? There's some other options that you have. And rather than go so deep into that here, because this truly is about the divine guidance for this month, I'm just going to say that there are resources that are available to you if you need support. You need help thinking through how to have conversations. Coaches can be great sources of support. Therapists, a great source of support. Communities like the Healing Crusade, another great opportunity, a great way that we can support you. But know that the way that you think about the experience, what you are anticipating has a lot to do with what you actually feel when you get there. There's a lot of good that can be done in advance by pre-wiring about what's important to you so that you know that you have taken care of yourself even before you get there, even before you arrive at the holiday time. You are important and how you feel matters so take care of yourself and pay attention to the way that attachment to traditions might have you impart things on people that they don't enjoy. Don't expect family to be perfect. We're human. We all are just doing the best that we can. But when people speak out and they share what it is that they need, you have a much better chance of having those needs met. And while you can't control whether or not someone else changes, what you can do is advocate for yourself. And advocating for yourself is absolutely part of the road to peace. I wish you happy holidays through the month of November. And I look forward to being back with you at some point in December to share the divine guidance for December. Um, I know that I talked about this a couple months back and I talked about shifting to the beginning of the month. And I believe that in the video for October, I shared this, that very clearly what God has said is that it will be when God is ready to deliver the guidance. So I will see you at some point in December. What I love about this is that you have a peek under the, the, un, under the tent of what to expect in December, as well as what to anticipate for the balance of this month. So in, so in essence, you are well prepared for this.
A last thing that I want to share with you before I close the video is that um, I will include the link here um, for in the podcast show notes um, for a program that is coming up called Catch Your Breath. Catch Your Breath is um, a mini sabbatical. It is a two-day event that helps you to pull back, pull away for just a moment to get yourself regrounded and centered, to be prepared for what is to come. We do um, several different exercises from breath work to guided imagery, to healing intentions, to holding space and having some really in-depth conversations that allow you to really tap into the patterns and experiences that are happening in your life and then to design what you want it to be. This, is, this program is created especially to combat overwhelm. And what's really exciting about what we have created is that the healing intentions that are a part of this experience are so deep that there is healing that happens in the moment. I am so excited. I had the opportunity to run part of a pilot and catch your breath. And the results already are demonstrating that the intentions are met. And this was just part of a session. I know the power of God and what God intends to do through this. And in the pilot, we already experienced it, which is absolutely amazing. So catch your breath. We'll continue to have dates identified throughout the year of 2024. We plan to take it all around the country and we'll have some mini experiences that are virtual as well. So if you would like to learn more about it, then make sure that you click the link in the show notes and that you sign up so that you will be on the mailing list and we can let you know when we will have um, session availability. Every session um, has a limit of how many people can be there. That is to ensure that we protect the confidentiality and the safety of the space, as well as having the opportunity to really have the intimate conversations that we need to. Now, who is the audience for Catch Your Breath? I'm glad you asked. We all need to catch our breath. I think about people who work in roles where overwhelm is an obvious part of what they are experiencing, where they've not had a moment to slow down across the last several years, where they are on the verge of burnout, where it's time to step away and refuel before things get crazy. So in my mind, <clears throat> while everyone is the right person for Catch Your Breath, it's, it is ideal for people who are at the point where they're like, I just am not sure what else to do, but I know I need to stop. I need to take a moment. And in some professions, it's really difficult for people to acknowledge out loud that they're not okay, or to share that they need a break. You think about people who operate on the front lines, think about COVID, how needed the doctors and nurses were, how required they were 
for what what they were doing called into service it's like we need you and they had to keep going and the reality is amidst all of the things that they did all of the diagnoses that they did all the interventions they also held the hands of people who were taking their breath trying to catch their breath and in some cases holding their hands at the end of life it wears on you and when's the time for you to catch your breath? They need catch your breath. And overwhelm is something that is so pervasive in our country, in the United States, it is so pervasive. And we don't even realize how much of the time that we are holding our breath, that we're simply not breathing. 80% of us hold our breath when we are writing emails responding to emails and responding to text messages, 80%. So how much stress and strain are we putting on ourselves when we spend a good portion of our days in response to the request for information and connection that come via our devices, where it's become so automatic we don't even realize we're doing it. So catch your breath is for those who are in roles and jobs, who are running businesses, who are run down, who need a moment, who maybe are like, I'm doing okay, but I need to step away. I believe that you know if you are called, you know that if this is your moment, you know that if it's something that you need. And my encouragement is if you have an inkling and you feel like, oh, I could really use that right now, then you need it. Because before we are able to even recognize and acknowledge the need, it already exists. So by the time we can acknowledge it, it's like we're already in a, mo a moment where it's like, oh, this thing is now. I need it now. And we have a really limited purview in all that is to come. If you could have had advanced knowledge back in the beginning of 2019 about COVID, how would you have prepared? In the same way, you've seen what's happened over the last couple of years and likely experienced your own level of overwhelm, certainly stress, and perhaps you may have even experienced anxiety or depression or maybe other illnesses maybe physical manifestations of some of the residual impact of stress. So don't wait until you're in a moment where you're so overwhelmed to get the help and support that you need. And again, you can seek that from many places and catch your breath as a place where you can get some immediacy, immediate relief, where you can receive some resources and tools and where you can have some connection to people who you can continue the journey with. So that link is in the show notes and I look forward to seeing you at one of our Catch Your Breath sessions. I'm really excited about what it is going to open up for people 
and I am ecstatic after having had the opportunity to do pilot and to see the impact. I hope you'll join us. Before I go, I want to remind you that um, we will be back here next week on Thursday and every Thursday thereafter. There's lots to explore in, in our divine understanding of what's expected for us as leaders, what we need in the marketplace, and how we heal. This has been the Divine Guidance for the month of November. I am Anika Apple, and I'll see you soon. As always, peace and blessings. Mm -hmm.